Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Revelant, and I'm a journalist, healthcare copywriter, and a mom of two. In every episode, we talk about the challenges around feeding kids and give you practical and realistic solutions that will inspire and empower you to raise healthy eaters. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. If you've been listening in this season, you know we've been talking to some of the most innovative founders who are solving for some of the biggest challenges around feeding kids. One thing that I think all of them share is not just a passion, but a drive to bring their solution to market because they knew that without a doubt, other people needed it and they had a unique contribution to make. Some of their ideas came about with a lot of planning, while others, it was more organic and because of a personal challenge they faced at home. That was certainly the case for Jillian Fine, creator of La La Lunchbox, the best-selling meal planning app that empowers kids to have a voice in the age-old question, what's for lunch? La La Lunchbox started out as a system Jillian created on paper to get her daughter involved in making her lunches and to make her own life easier, but it quickly turned into a solution that parents wanted in on. I saw that having her voice in the whole interaction made her really excited for lunch and her lunchboxes came back empty. And so I I was swarmed by parents asking me to replicate the system that was happening in my house for them. And I thought, hey, maybe there's something here. Jillian and I talk about her journey to launch and grow her company, the lessons she learned and hard decisions she's had to make along the way. Plus, she shares her advice for other parents who want to start a similar business. We also talk about our lentil-loving kids and why the lunchroom at school can actually be an opportunity for kids to express and own what makes them unique. Jillian also lets us in on the simple way she packs healthy, delicious lunches. I know you're going to love this interview with Jillian Fine. Welcome to the podcast, Jillian. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I've been following you for quite a while. Love your work. Love seeing all your Instagram posts of your wonderfully healthy, fun uh, meal options for kids. So let's talk about your story. You know, what were you doing before you founded La La Lunchbox? I worked for um, the city of New York hospital system, and I worked in marketing, business development, and public relations um, for one of the public facilities here in the city. And um, I quite enjoyed the job. It was very rewarding in many ways. And that, that's where I worked after getting my MBA. And um, a weird set of circumstances led to La La Lunchbox. And I guess the rest is history. Um, I had started building La La Lunchbox when my oldest kid started needing a lunch for preschool and um, we developed a system whereby she had some input on what she was eating and i saw that having her voice in the in the whole interaction made her really excited for lunch and um her lunch boxes came back empty. And so I, I was swarmed by parents asking me to replicate the system that was happening in my house for them. And I thought, hey, maybe there's something here. So I started thinking about um, making that what what evolved into La La Lunchbox into an app while I was working um, and pregnant with my second child. And then 
I had my second child and went back to work. And um, there was an accident at home with my then nine-month-old son. Um, just gross negligence on the part of my nanny at the time. And when I fired her, basically she left him on a table after changing his diaper there for oh some gosh. reason. I, I still don't understand. And then he rolled off because he was nine months old and mm -hmm. that's what nine month olds do. And, um, he rolled off onto his head and he was fine. Um, she was fired and it was such a breach of trust for me. I, I just was shaken to my core and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to muster the, the will or the courage or the, I don't know what it is to just hire another caretaker for my two young kids and go back to work full time. And um, I asked my executive director if he would give me some flexibility in my work life so that I could maybe work from home some days and take my time finding the right fit for childcare. And he said, no. Um, and you know, this, this was, um, 2011. So yeah. a lot has changed yeah. in the world in the last <laughs> 11 years. Like really a lot has changed. And this guy said to me, when I said like, you're really giving me no choice, I quit. He had, he did not see that coming at all. Um, and, and he said, and I will never forget, he said, when you're bored of your kids, come back and your job oh, will be waiting. Oh my gosh. And you know, so I have three kids and I've been a mom now 16 years. And I will say kids are many, many things, but boring is not a, <laughs> a word that I would use to describe the par parenting journey. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how it happened. And, you know, it, in the coming weeks, I, I was pretty grateful that I had already started the blueprints of the Lala Lunchbox app and was kind of well on my way to, you know, creating what would, what would then launch a few months later. Um, I was really grateful that I had that to fall back on. I mean, it wasn't earning me a salary at the time. Um, but it was nice to just keep some aspect of work in my life while I figured out everything that was making me crazy in my non-work life. So, I mean, if that's not confirmation that you need to become an entrepreneur, I don't know what is. So Jillian, have you always been passionate about healthy eating and food? I think I've always been passionate about eating and food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, I think that the, the healthy part came you know, not immediately for me. I certainly was, you know, eating burritos in college at 2 a.m. But, um, you know, I was always really fascinated with how food made my body feel. I've always been really connected in my body. And um, so it was pretty natural for the evolution felt pretty natural for me. And, um, you know, healthy eating is such a it's such a loaded phrase, right? Because I personally believe in all things moderation. So, you know, the food for my family is on the whole, very healthful, very colorful, really loaded with produce. 
Um, but do we eat French fries and potato chips? Absolutely. Do I make room in my life for cookies? Absolutely. So um, I think that there are many flavors of healthy eating and, and part of it for me has to do with the mental healthy eating, right? Mm -hmm. Like eating what feels good and, you know, what sparks joy and eating in moderation. And I guess, you know, that that's what I try and teach my family. And when you were growing, when you decided to launch Lala Lunchbox, how did you know that other parents needed this solution? Lala Lunchbox really started on paper. And um, I, have a, I have a graphic design background. So <clears throat> I made a little piece of paper and laminated it for my daughter when she was just about four and needing a lunch. And um, she would, I, I categorized it into fruits, vegetables proteins and snacks. And um, I just got like inundated really with requests from friends and parents of other school children in her preschool class, just looking for ways that they could expand their kids' repertoire for lunch. And lunch is a pain point. I mean, anyone who packs lunch on the regular feels it as a pain point at some point. I love packing lunch but it is absolutely a pain in my butt sometimes. And I think that that's, you know, very normal, um, even for like a pro lunch packer like me. And I've been doing this for, this is my 13th year packing lunches. And um, it's a drag sometimes, but it's so much fun for me. But parents really everywhere who are packing lunch regularly, 180 days a year, 13 years or, you know, 10 years or however long you're packing lunch, like, you know, people need inspiration and I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets really challenging as your kids get older. I remember when my kids were really little, I would literally pack, I'd make a batch of lentils and pretty much every day, that's what I'd pack for them and they would eat it. But now that they're, they're 11 and nine now, and they, we've moved away from that because lentils are embarrassing for them. So we've, definitely resorted to more sandwiches. And it's just, I lose creativity. I get bored and I don't know what else to pack or it comes home. They don't eat it, you know? Right. So I get this all the time. So first of all, I think, um, I think that parents get bored much more quickly than kids do. Parents always say like, I'm so bored of packing the same lunch. And the thing is like, kids might not be so bored of eating the same lunch. Yeah. So there's a conversation to be had there. All of this to say, um, what I have found both in my work and in my home is that um, involving kids in the decision of what's for lunch keeps it fresh for everyone, right? You're not second guessing, oh, are they going to be bored of this? Are they going to send it home because I packed it yesterday? You know, kids know what to expect when they have a voice in it you are not like reinventing the wheel every day and hoping that it goes well with your fingers crossed at lunchtime. And, um, you know, kids do their, their taste preferences do change over the years. And what I have found, because I've seen that with my three kids is that giving them some degree of autonomy in the process 
really makes the whole thing much more smooth. But also just getting back to something else you said about lentils. Look, the lunchroom is a social place, right? And we've all, like my husband is a child of immigrants and he used to be really embarrassed by his lunches at school as a kid because they were smelly. Like his mom was packing him, she's Polish and she was packing him like kielbasa on pumpernickel with, you know, mustard and none of the other kids had it. And he found it really embarrassing. And I totally understand the pressures, the social pressures of the lunchroom. But there's also a side of me that really wants to push back on that, Uh right? Because if we give into that and say, well, I'm only going to conform to what the other kids are having, then we're just reinforcing that message that certain foods are embarrassing and certain foods are acceptable. And I really take issue with that, right? Like if my kid likes lentils, just to harp on that, sorry, (laughs) because I do have a kid, I have a kid who loves lentils and, and, you know, I celebrate that. I think, I think that's amazing. And I would hate for her to say to me, I don't want you to pack me lentils because they're embarrassing. I wouldn't then pack her lentils for spite, right? Like I'm going to be cognizant of her own feelings of social acceptance, but there's a conversation to be had there, right? Yeah. If you if you love lentils, then be proud about that girl. Like shout that from the mountaintops. You don't have to make yourself small to accommodate the tastes of others. And it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because we want our kids to be socially accepted, but we also want them to stand tall for who they are. And if they are a lentil-loving kid, (laughs) then shouldn't we celebrate that? Yes, we should. (laughs) All great points, Jillian. So talk to me more about Lala Lunchbox and what people can expect. So Lala Lunchbox is a very basic tool for kids and parents to use separately and together. The whole concept is we are empowering kids by giving them some authority over what they eat. And that the choices of what they eat can all be curated by you as a parent, right? So if you if you have let's say, turkey and pancakes and leftover pasta available this week, you can curate that on the app and make only the things that you have or are willing to have available to them, available to them to choose on the app. And then your kid goes in and makes those choices. And then there are no surprises in his or her lunchbox that week. So it's a tool that makes life easier for kids because there are no surprises. They feel part of it. They feel empowered. And their choices then generate a grocery list or a packing list for parents. So it's a tool for parents to make life easier. And it's like a fun experience, a tech experience for kids in this thing that they do every day, which is eat lunch. And I've, I've made it specific to, I've, I've 
customize the app in a way like you can add anything you want to the library. You can dim out the foods that you don't want available to your children. There are specialty bundles that you can purchase. So the app is free to download. But within that, there are some specialty bundles like a vegetarian bundle, a dairy-free bundle, a top eight free allergy bundle, et cetera. Um, and those will give you even more ideas for the lunchbox. The whole concept is you're full of ideas and now it's up to you and your child to decide what, what to do with that, what to choose. That's great. So let's talk about your journey to launching the company. So I have an MBA and before I got my MBA, I worked in first graphic design and then user interface design. So I do have a background in um, user flow and in understanding and plotting out um, a user interface that's, you know, simple and easy to understand. And from there, I taught myself a wireframing program um, so that I could visually explain my idea to a developer who would then build it according to the user experiences that I had mapped out. At the time, the, the app store was kind of new. And it, didn't, it didn't have millions of apps. And so it was a great time to launch something on the app store. And so we got like a ton of downloads in that first year. And I was listed by Apple as one of the top 10 best new apps and featured in the app store a couple of times. And that was amazing for me. But um, it was also just discovered, I guess, through word of mouth um, and has been written up in the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune, Parents Magazine, Scholastic. So, you know, I tried really hard to get um, to get my foot in the door, but I found that actually just a natural word of mouth works even better. So we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that you've encountered throughout this journey. Summer is in full swing and the longer days make it the best time of year to bring your kids in the kitchen and have some fun together. Cooking with your kids is one of the best things you can do to encourage them to try new foods and eat their veggies. But most of us aren't chefs, and that's why I love the Kids Cook Real Food eCourse. This course was created by a mom of four and former teacher, and it's for kids ages two to teen. You'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, principal supply and grocery shopping list, and kid-friendly recipes. The course also has a ton of substitutions if your kids have food allergies or dietary restrictions. My daughters and I have taken the course and it was so easy to follow along that they made an entire recipe on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken this course and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. All you have to do to sign up is go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. Between camp, road trips, and long summer days playing outside, my kids will be all about their snacks. 
And while snacks like goldfish crackers are quick and easy, they're overly processed and they just don't fill up my kids. Finding snacks with real food ingredients that are also affordable is really important to me. And that's why I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable. Everything is organic and non-GMO and members save an average of $32 on every order. My kids are all about the Lara bars and the Go Raw cinnamon snacking seeds. Thrive Market also has essential groceries, safe supplements, non-toxic home products like Truce, one of my favorite cleaners. They also have clean beauty products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues where you can sign up and see my favorite items. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a family in need. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. So Jillian, this has been one of my favorite questions during this season. And it's what are the challenges that you've encountered along the way that have actually turned out to be great lessons learned? There's a ton of lessons that I've learned along the way. <laughs> ton. But there was there was a couple of years where the business model of my app was reliant on advertising within the app. And so I I worked my tail off to get um, to get sponsors on the app whose products I featured in the food library and they were really well-known brands and they were, they jibed with my own personal feeding philosophy. They were products that I was personally feeding my family. Um, so I felt good about that. And I will say just as an aside, um, as a creator and as a person in the food space with families on Instagram, um, I don't ever showcase or work with brands that are not genuinely and legitimately regularly used in my house. And I stand by that. That's my, my motto, but Mm -hmm. I was working with these brands and, um, I got some user feedback over the course of a year that was basically like, this app is awesome. And I love that. It's such a handy tool. My kid loves packing lunch, but it's starting to feel like an ad for XYZ product or like, I'm really tired of seeing XYZ product. You know, I wish I could get rid of XYZ product. And I really had to take a long, hard look at what, you know, what was more important to me, the money or the user experience. And for better or for worse, I chose the user experience. And um, when the contract was up for these companies, I did not seek to renew. So I had to rejigger my business model. And um, I think ultimately it was the right move for me, for my users. Um, It was a hard lesson about listening to user feedback and, you know, what the customer wants is is worthy of your time. And, um, I stand by that. It was a hard decision and I think it was the right one. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about when you're a business owner, right? Is, is really coming up with the solution that your audience wants. And it may not be what you originally thought that it was. 
Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice do you have for other parents who may want to start this type of business? Well, I actually have spoken to several people who are interested in building an app for one thing or another. And the app landscape is very different today was when I launched. Um, and I think a, a lot more expensive to build. Um, my app was self-funded and I was in the black in a year. So I don't know that building an app today can be monetized in the same way that it was in 2012, let's say. So I'm not really sure, but I would say, you know, do a deep, deep dive into the, the competition, see what else is out there, really map out how you would do it differently and better. And whether launching an app is the solution that would get that done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what do you see as the future for the company? Will you have new apps, new products, new solutions? Um, you know, I'm thinking about this now these days. I, I launched in August of last year, I launched um, a new Instagram called Teen Lunch because I have a 16-year-old now. and teens really eat very differently from elementary school and middle school kids. It's just totally different. And I thought I can't be the only person who is seeing this. And so I created this new channel, Teen Lunch, uh, to explore those differences and, you know, put some ideas out there for older kids. I'm not really sure um, what the future of Lala Lunchbox holds, but I do know that every year, and every day kids are eating lunch and they're doing it in school and they're doing it in camp and they're doing it at home. And I am here to provide inspiration and ideas. And what are your favorite tips for packing healthy school lunches? I would say, first of all, color is my friend. I pack really colorful lunches. My kids really like it. We eat with our eyes and I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, I think bringing kid along to the grocery store is a great way to expose them to new fruits and vegetables and new foods packaged or unpackaged, what have you. But just bringing them along on the journey to explore um, is a great way to expose them to things that might not otherwise be top of mind. Um, And I would say, you know, experimenting with new foods at home before putting them in the lunchbox is a great way to get them comfortable if they are perhaps a little timid about trying new foods at lunch. Yeah, absolutely. And and what are your favorite of all of your different options that we see on social media? What are your favorite lunchboxes that you've created? <laughs> That's like asking me about my favorite child. <laughs> My criteria for an amazing lunchbox is easy to pack, easy to clean, easy to open and close. So I have a um, I have a lunchbox tour on my highlighted stories on my Instagram, and it basically goes through the pros and cons of um, the lunchboxes that I use and love. And I made it last year, so it's and I've added two new lunchboxes. So I have to refresh that. But um, a lot of boxes fit that 
criteria. And that makes me super happy. I, we've come a really long way since the brown bag days when I was a kid and everything was getting smashed together. And, um, you know, the lunch boxes that you see most often on my feed are the lunch boxes that I, I gravitate toward. So yeah. there's your answer. Yeah. I think I, what I love most is that it's sort of anything goes. I love that you incorporate breakfast foods and kind of leftovers and it it's just kind of so much and so colorful, so much variety. I love that. And so where can listeners go to learn more about you, Jillian and Lala Lunchbox? Well, I mean, I'm on Instagram every single day, so you can definitely find me there. Um, listeners can send me a direct message if they have questions. Um, but also you can find out all about the app on the App Store, um, on the iOS App Store. And um, I think that that's the best way to reach me. I mean, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Pinterest. But to be honest, I don't show up there in the same way that I do um, on Instagram. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Julie. That was such a fun interview with Jillian Fine. Be sure to follow her on Instagram and download Lala Lunchbox in the App Store. Thank you so much for tuning into the Food Issues Podcast. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a message and let me know about a new topic or guest you'd like to hear from. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'll see you next week.